I come from over by Averyville, and I grew up off of Smith Street, so like I'm Peoria down in my veins. So all I care about is trying to to give back. Mike check, Mike check. What's going on? Welcome into another episode of the KZ Community Beats. As I, your host Ross Martinez, this week I have filled the Fire Truck Campaign 2023. Two guests with me: Chanel Murray, the supervisor, of Community Connections of the Peoria Park Districts. Did I say that right? Yeah, you did. You great job. I'm saying you back again. I had to make sure I, uh, with big personality comes big responsibilities. And then Scott Howard, the secretary of the Afro Firefighters Association of Peoria. Scott, my fellow comic book nerd. I think you're more in depth than I am, though. Oh, probably a little. I'm probably a little more in depth than most people. I'm, I'm in there like nowadays. I've, I've got like the whole tattoo sleeve going on now and everything. Yo, I see. You even got the invisible tattoo. Yes, I did. Yep, I love me some invincible. Invincible, Deadpool, Miles, like Green Lantern, especially John Stewart. Like those are like my people. Dude, you know what I love about like the next generation of professionals coming in that we're a part of is we're not afraid to be nerds and oh, we let yes. everybody know what we love. Yes. Like none of these kids understand like how much. We used to get bullied in high school for liking anime. Yeah, like, and oh now my everyone gosh. likes me anime. Oh, everybody likes Everyone's it. Everyone's on it. Everybody, now. everybody, other, every other sentence like Demon Slayer, this or One Piece, that or Attack on Titan. Oh, speaking of nerd stuff, were you ever a fan of RDC World? RDC World. Uh, with Mark and all them, they did. Um, they did the anime house part one to six. Yes. All right. I'm about I to say you got to know that. Okay. Yeah. But I I met Mark not too long ago at an event. He's a super chill dude. Man, most of the people that you meet, especially like if they're voice actors or anything like that, they're super cool. They're always happy to like meet fans and just chill with us and talk about things. And like, it's so cool like to me because I like anime. It's not going to be popular, but like I got kids now when I'm trying to eat, I like to watch anime dub. You know, I grew up like watching Dragon Ball Z, Hell and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And if, if I'm impatient, I'll watch it like subbed in Japanese. So, you know, like it, it splits people when you're talking with them in the anime con- like conversations because, you know, you got, depends like, on which one. Yeah. You've got like the weebs that only watch in subbed. Like, they don't speak Japanese sometimes, so they're just But they like, just, they follow. Yes, so you, like, tell them, like, oh, yeah, I watched that one dub. They're like, Pfft. like, they don't want to talk to you no Dude, more. Dude, I, I, so when I was living at home, my pops would always watch novelas, Spanish soap operas, right? Right. But he went to Turkey one year with my mom. He does not speak a lick of it. <laughs> but for some reason, someone on the trip told him about a Turkish novella, and this was, like, 10 seasons of 50 episodes. This dude would put it on in Turkish, not knowing to lick, but he just, he's like, ooh, what was that? Ooh, yeah. That's how I, that's how he's I like, that's her brother. I'm like, how? That's, like, that's how my mom tell. is with her Korean soaps. Mm-hmm. She's Samoan. Why are you watching? Whatever. She loves them, though. Yeah. She even has my daughter watching them. Are you serious? Her, yeah, my 15-year-old watches Korean soaps now with my mom. Is she picking that's up lingo at all? Yeah, yeah. Well, she actually has been teaching herself. Oh, for she's real? 10. But it's just funny watching those two all just, super into it. Like, they're talking about the, the plot and the twist and the back. I'm just like, am I the only one? So if you want to become <laughs> uh, cultured, watch yeah. a lot of novelas because yeah. you're yeah. going to learn something. You tell me. Man, my wife got me watching. Uh, we're trying to, like, do the immersion Spanish, you know. Like, I'm, like, oh, two yeah. years in now. So she's like, you got to start watching more programs that will, like, make you actually understand, like, when people are speaking fast. So she got me started on, like, La Pasión de los Gavianes. Are you serious? <laughs> so it's, like, it's wild from jump. Like, you know, yes. 12 minutes in, like, you watch a dude take another dude's head and smash it into, like, some undone dough. Like, because. 
because they're all bakers and like his sister walks in talking about she likes this older dude and, this dude and the older brother's just flipping out like dude it is so dramatic for no reason in all the right ways I can't get enough of it. <laughs> uh what was one you need to watch la escuelita it's a little school. So it's a bunch of okay. adults that it, like sketch comedy, act like they're children in a, in a classroom. And it's just BS humor all the time. The main dude is called uh, Jorge, and he gets slapped with the ruler as much as possible. But it's just funny. Like, La Escuelita VIP. You need La to check Escuelita. it out. I'm just gonna, go I'm home, tell your wife, be like, we're watching La Escuelita. Oh, I'll give you a link before you leave. You'll be like, boom. I get there. I'll be ready. <laughs> okay. Uh, comedy nerd stuff aside, well, let's talk about uh, why we're here. But we could keep talking nerd stuff <laughs> if you like. Um, so I met you both last year. Right. When you just got started to fill the truck campaign, uh, was it 2022, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's talk about how it became a thing. All right. So um, I guess I'll take the lead if that's cool with you. Yeah, no, I'm fine with you talking the whole time. Chanel will always try and fade into the background like she's Fades Batman, but she's the one that's out here actually putting everything together like the Oracle. She just needs some spotlight. Uh, I like those references. I understood them, but I love that even better. Exactly. <laughs> she steadily hypes me up. We were at another interview. I almost started crying. I was just like, thanks, cuz, thanks. Good. Well, you need people <laughs> like that. Yeah, you're you're enriching other people's lives, so they have to enrich yours back. Right, I appreciate it. Exactly, it makes the work worth it. Yes, because he knows he's seen me go through. Woo. Yeah, Thanks. Well, I mean, when you plan the events, like, anything that can go wrong will go wrong yeah. every time. Yeah, she doesn't know how to stop moving. I mean, it's it's almost impressive. It makes you want to be up on her level, and I don't think it's I don't think that's like it's possible. You can never actually get to the top of. But if she's like dragging you up behind her, it's like you can you can definitely like get way better than you thought. You could. Oh yeah, because last time you were here, you were with, uh, with your husband Ezra, mm-hmm. and you were talking about all the things you're doing. I'm like, when do you sleep? When I retire. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> she's gonna rest when she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's like Captain America. You know, it's like if you get killed, walk it off. Like, that's, that's Put some you know, ice on it. Exactly. Every time I think about that, it's like, you know, I talk to Chanel and she's grinding, you know, and then I'm like, all right, well, my wife's like a local artist. She's trying to do some stuff. And Chanel's like, oh, I'll put her in contact with me. We're going to try and do that. Links up with my wife. And then all of a sudden they're elevating each other. It's like, that's all Chanel His knows how to do. His wife is dope too. Yeah. Somebody I talked to for the pod? Yes, most definitely. Look at that. Yeah, she probably would have some what, fun the, coming The fight down here. that she's fighting is very important and should be communicated and it should be vocalized. Okay. Because what she's doing is, is I, I'm not even going to talk about it because I want her to explain it because the passion she has behind it is amazing. And it's it's work. It's, it's yes, definitely get her down here. Okay. At the end of this, I'll get the contact. <laughs> we'll make it happen. I trust. I'll have to get the two of them down here because them you two together are like a, like a force. To It'll be, be like you, you guys talking about anime yeah. <laughs> and, and <Yeah>. comics. <laughs> Chanel's going to be the random uh, floating second guest house on this. Yeah. Be, I think she's going to be kicking it with a you. <laughs> she's going to come back four times before I rotate to anybody else. Uh, you know what? Like, like, wait, wait, hold on. Are we like, doing a joint? <laughs> Did you got you, Roz. Like all of a sudden you meet her and you're like, oh, like she's cool. And then the next thing you know, you're like, why are you in my house? She's hanging out with my dog. Be like, we became family. But that's that's Samoan culture for you. Once you in, you in. They treat you amazing. I've come across three different Samoans in my life. And as soon as they like you, that's it. Game over. You part of the family. 
Yeah, she knows like that, man. She just won't let you not be great. Like, Speaking of being great, the story you told me before we started the pod was the yes. idea, the concept for Fill the Truck yeah, came I from got, I got this amazing... Well, don't worry. I got you. <laughs> We're going to banter it about, bro. <laughs> oh, that's all good. So, um, so, yeah, last year we had uh, occasionally with the Afro Association, you know, you know, we're like always big on trying to be in the community, especially like in the community with people that look like us, uh, more minorities, things like that. And uh, we all became firefighters and Peoria Firefighters Local 50. And um, we kind of exist within there to be able to reach out to, you know, young kids that are from more disadvantaged areas. A lot of us come from like the south end of Peoria or like I come from over by Averyville and I grew up off of Smith Street. So like I'm Peoria down in my veins. So all I care about is trying to to give back. And I came from a lot of family of public service. So like I have like my cousin Greg Wilson who teamed up with Chanel and they started like the Juneteenth Fest. And I had like uncles that were past chiefs of police, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to name drop, but just it's it's just I was family oriented to want to give back to the community and that's all I've ever wanted to really do and I think that's what drew me to firefighting and uh, so I'm standing on the shoulders of a lot of guys that came before me like our president Bobby Anderson our original uh, chief John Parker like all of these big names to us that you know a lot of people don't know about and they really taught us how to step up as individuals and, and try to make like be the difference be the change And especially with firefighting, like it's not necessarily nepotism, but a lot of people get into firefighting because they know people that are firefighters. And this is an opportunity for us to connect with as many people as humanly possible and show them that you don't even need a college degree to get on this job. You just need your high school diploma and then we'll put you through the fire training and then they will actually pay for you to get your associate's degree so that you can progress on the job. (laughs) And so we decided we wanted to be more community oriented this go around and we wanted to do something that was big for us that we could do. And so I went to Chanel and I said, Hey, um, I'm thinking about filling like 30 backpacks with school supplies, like that's 80, a good goal, 90% man. of whatever they need. Yeah. And Chanel like looked at me like I had two faces. Like, <laughs> and I was like, I've oh, seen that no, look I, once or twice. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I just said like the wrong thing. Right. And she was like, Scott, ain't you a firefighter? Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's the capacity I'm hearing. <laughs> and she's like, have you ever thought about maybe filling a fire truck with school supplies? That's how? And I was like, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I was I was taken aback. Like, because we had just met, like, maybe three times before. And I was instantly, I was like, well, that's a good idea. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't have anything else to do. And I was like, that's that's excellent. You know what? Let me let me work some of my contacts within the department. You know, I've got like a couple friends on the city council. We'll see if we can make something happen. And from there, it just snowballed where we had like businesses that were like we would go and ask, would you like to donate? And it's towards a good cause because essentially everyone was impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic at that point. And now we're hitting like where inflation is hitting us harder than even COVID did in some yeah. cases. Yeah, it is. And if we can even just step in just a little bit to alleviate a family's financial burden of not having to worry about buying a bunch of school supplies and by proxy to actually help the teachers because the teachers come out of their own pockets to try and help a lot of these students. Like I came from a house where we were sometimes food insecure. Sometimes we didn't have everything we need. My parents busted their tails, but sometimes you just need that little extra boost. And I the had community. some of my own teachers, exactly. And yeah. some of my own teachers stepped out, like Miss Stevens, Miss Jenkins, Mr. Hickman from Richwoods, like stepped out 
and went to the stores to go and get us school supplies that we needed to succeed in their classroom, and they came out of their own pockets, and we already know how teachers get paid. Yeah, sure. Sometimes they make less than most of us, and they're mm -hmm. still out here using their own money to take care of these students like they're their own children. I mean, I love the fact you name drop them because I feel like a lot of teachers don't get the respect that they should from a community. Like, those are the real, in my book, those are the real superheroes. Like, I know it's cliche to say it and all that, but it's true. I mean, the amount of things a teacher really puts up with, deals with, and I'm not just talking about in class. I'm talking about the red tape, all the people above them like hey you can't do this but we need these metrics done at this time but this but here is no resources like so i'm glad that you name dropped them because there's a bunch of teachers mm -hmm. that are just above and beyond just have a huge heart that yeah. just like y'all that have a heart for the community and want to see them propel forward so Absolutely. you know we have the fill the truck campaign just came up that easy like yes. <laughs> like what made you think that you know i don't know he was just talking to he was like 30 backpacks and i was just thinking like we have way more than 30 kids to take care of let's fill a mm -hmm. fire truck just, like, just do it use the fire truck you guys are firemen you yeah. know because you know firemen kids the communities love firemen yeah like you guys are superheroes to everyone for real and so whenever you see a, a fire truck anywhere even if it's just hanging out somewhere all the kids want to get on it they want to talk to you guys you know there's 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 not that lack there's not that fear factor that comes with firemen so um that's know, actually really true when you say that yeah. because no matter i just remember ever seeing a firefighter i was always like super excited to see yeah. y'all growing up there's not that instilled nope. fear. It's not. And when we're driving down the street and we like see the kids running up next to the machine and they're giving us like the horn honking signal and we like get the honk and they all the jump up and down yeah. and scream and you know they they just love seeing us and we love like being around them. That that makes the job so worth it, man. Like honestly, I I love interacting with these kids and what's wild is knowing that eventually at some point maybe one of these kids that we give this backpack to is going to look at me when I'm like a captain or a chief on the job and they're going to say, hey, man, I got a backpack from you guys and it helped us a lot and I want to try and help the community. That's what it is. It's like planting seeds in a garden you don't get to see just like Hamilton said. Like, I mean, it's, it's really providing like a foundation for them to really grow and and see the opportunities that are in front of them not just like in the world but in their own communities because some Dude, of us yeah you know, when we grow up we had tons of people that we know who just they didn't want to be in peoria anymore they didn't they wanted to go and do this and that and some of us stayed behind because we want to try and make the city is like better and i don't fault them for wanting to go but if i'm here I'm going to try to do my best for everyone that's here because Peoria as a whole is my family. Whether, you know, you like me, you don't like me, I want everyone in this city to succeed. So what do you really love about Peoria? Man, everything. I, I love the personality that's in Peoria. I love all the people that I get to meet here. I love the community work. I, like, love pe meeting people like you and Chanel. Like, there's so many hidden gems here. We've got a blossoming art scene. We've got true. Andre Petty in the Afro Association who's sitting here painting murals of Richard Pryor all over the city. And we've got ones that are participating in podcasts. Toss that name to me, please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his work is excellent. Lost. He did the murals down at the mall. If you ain't seen Andre Petty, yeah. look him up. He did a custom painting for me of Childish Gambino from the This Is America. Like, for video. real? Yeah, it's the blocker where he's actually leaning back like, yeah. asleep with the firearm. 
and he uh, did put like all these stars and stripes and everything over it and it's called USA USA and I've got it hanging up in my living room it's one of my favorite paintings I've ever seen I couldn't have been more happy to pay for it That's and he dope. does all kinds of other stuff like that and he did when Hell we opened yeah. up the whorehouse the new station that we opened up he actually did a custom painting of the original black firefighter on the job Eddie Gaines and we ended up naming the station the Edward Gaines Memorial Station and he's got like a custom petty like right up inside of the station you can see him every day like that's his legacy damn that's dope I mean it dude it's so cool does that add to the feeling like when you walk and you see you're like all part of history oh yeah I mean it's like you you look at all of this I mean him community work like we we all stand on the shoulders of giants that came before us you know like I I stand on the shoulders of Carl Cannon I stand on the shoulders of Rita Ali. I stand on the shoulders of John Parker, the original black chief of the Pure, or the Peoria Fire Department. I stand on the shoulders of Chanel Hargrave Murray in the room right now. Mm. And she doesn't like want to hear that type of stuff. But there's not a person in Peoria that has any influence that doesn't know Chanel in some capacity. And the way that she is like the connective tissue for everyone that's in this kind of work, she elevates everything that we're a part of. She didn't just elevate Phil the fire truck. She elevates you as a human being, and that's a Yo. gift. Having people like that around, cry, is do important. it. <laughs> it's so important. Like I see all the stuff she's doing with her husband. I see what she's doing for me. What she's doing for my wife. What she's doing for different city council. Members. I mean, Park Palooza right now. Exactly. I mean, you got a lot going on. Yeah. I know you feel a way when you hear stuff, but it's always great to hear the outside perspective of validation of what you're doing. Because yeah. we know all the work you do. We we know all the sleepless nights. I mean, the last time you were on with your husband, we were talking about how passionate you are about the fashion, but then you have Park Palooza, then you have Fill the Truck, and then God knows how many other things you're doing on the side. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of other things. Um, this isn't the podcast for it, but um, I'm doing a collaboration with the Peoria Police Department and the school district to create safe spaces in the parks and around the schools um, throughout, throughout the city. It's called Streets Belong to Me, Safe Havens. Oh, so wow. That's something else that we're doing. I'm bringing you back to talk about okay. that. <laughs> this is going to be the, the KZ community beat with Chanel. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, it's honestly, I think people, a lot of people go through life not knowing what their purpose is. And I know what my purpose is. My purpose is to help other people um, elevate their talents and elevate what their, where, what pulls their heartstrings. And so whatever resources I have, I'll always make sure I'm coming in full force with everything that I have to assist people like Scott. Because I believe in people. I believe in Scott. Scott's going to be a captain or a chief one day. I really think a chief. But um, you know, yeah. I'm just going to put that out just in the air. Just doing the best we can. You know, and, um, it's a chief answer right there. <laughs> you know, and, and it's because he, he has a heart for the people. And you want people like that in leadership. You know, so I like being behind the scenes, pulling strings and helping people get to elevate higher. You know, yeah. I'm fine with that. I love that. You know, especially even with my husband and with all of his talents, you know, he came to me with a dream for Peoria Fashion Week. Mm. You know, he was doing it by himself for a while and I just waited. You know, you know the star waited and he was like, I need help. So then it turned into a three day event. So it's just and 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 not even with that, he's there's been so many models that have gotten major agency deals from that show. Um, one of the uh, the main designer, she is now getting ready to be uh, headlining for BET Awards. So you know what I mean, and, and, it's, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You know, and we may be small in Peoria, 
But what what were we talking about earlier? If it, uh, if it, it plays, plays in Peoria. Peoria. I've heard that so if much. It plays in yeah. Peoria. Like, this is a big test market for a lot yeah. of people. Well, I yeah. was surprised to find out, like, because I like to look into the history of, like, the city and stuff. And everybody knows, like, we get crossed over with Peoria, Arizona all the time. All the time, like, yeah. All the time. And Peoria, Arizona, population-wise, has a bigger amount of people than us. So, I mean, it makes sense. But I started looking, and I was like, why is it Peoria, Arizona, too? Those were original Peorians from Peoria that wanted to start a new Peoria in another state. Are you serious? Yes. No, this is so like fact. This yeah. city birthed another city well, that's larger than it is. Yeah. The the founder of Chicago was from Peoria. I mean, it's... it's well, I did not know this. Are you serious? Yeah. What? Wait, yeah, like, hold on. You have to look it up. Look it up. No, I mean, I'm I'm going to look this up. But, Okay. So someone from Peoria moved down to Arizona and created Peoria down yeah, in AZ. Yeah, a group of people moved from Peoria, Illinois to Peoria, Arizona and started Peoria, AZ. And that originates from here. And that's like not to, to knock on the accomplishments of Peoria, Arizona. It's knock them, no. <laughs> it's an excellent place. But just to know, like, greatness can still come out of here. Even though we're only 117,000 strong since the census, like, we still do that. You know, I mean, we still have name recognition. I've seen Peoria name dropped in like three programs. Really? Like even on Peoria? Ted Lasso, they even reference Peoria. What's that game that all the kids play that they steal cars? Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what is it? I can't remember. They steal cars and they, they rob banks and stuff. Cops and robbers? No, it's a... It's a video game? GTA. Is that it? Oh, Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, Grand yeah. Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. There's a Peoria, Illinois, and Grand Theft Auto. There is? One of the first places that you hit in uh, the game Rampage. you remember that back in the day? Yeah. Uh, like with Lizzie and like one of the first places you hit is Peoria. <laughs> Are like, you serious? In video game. Yeah. I'm, Wait. I'm, second, I've got an arcade. I'm a nerd. I've got an arcade cabinet at my house. B, and, I, have a, I have my original it, N64 down in my apartment right now yeah. with Rampage. Put check it in check and it check it out. I promise you, Peoria is in there. Yo. I couldn't believe that when I was a kid playing Rampage. I was like... Oh, like I was like, we're that famous. Like, Peoria it's kind of crazy. Got some recognition to it. Yeah, when you really think about it, it is. I mean, so in the year I've been year and a couple months I've been here, one thing I've noticed is Peoria has a huge heart. There's a lot of people just willing to just give and give and give. Mm -hmm. So when you give and give, it's 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 great to do that, but it's also good to see the the effects the causality of what you do so after the first year of doing fill the truck fill the fire truck what happened from that what did we see after the first year of the campaign so for reference we went from wanting to fill 30 uh backpacks to we were out in front of the stores like in front of your local walmarts which we will be again on the 24th the 8th and the 15th and uh from 12 to 4 we'll actually be out there and what we do is we hold signs and we ask for people to consider going in and when you're grabbing you know your groceries just grab a pack of crayons or grab a backpack if you feel comfortable with that or whatever we have a whole school list and people will take pictures they go in they buy that and then they can come out and they can put it onto the fire machine and take pictures with us and we get to interact with the public and get to know them and we have 170 people on the department so there's all these different faces on people from oh, all shit. walks of life that really get to to spread their wings here like in this city we got a bunch of dudes that just came in from chicago that are now getting used to like living in peoria we've got people from all over the place and so what we did last year was we compiled everything and then what by the end we had 375 Almost backpacks, backpacks. And all I'm, filled I mean, up filled completely filled with the wish list that the school send out for each grade so yeah. from 
ideally thinking, oh, 30, 30 is not bad. We can make it happen to almost 400. Yes. Packed. And we're aiming for 1,000 this year. And we've oh, already we're got, like, we're, we're going to get there. We're going like, to get it. We're doing our best, but we still need the community's help to be able to accomplish it. Because, you know, a lot of us, like, we're, we're putting in a lot of our time. We're putting in our efforts. We're putting in, some of us in our own cases, we're putting in our own money to try and make sure that we can help and pull up the people, like, the young kids that are coming up behind us. You know, so when, oh, when we were yeah. able to give that out, we it was stunning to see the amount of need that was actually out there. Because Chanel organized the stuff down at the Urban League last year. And we had so many backpacks, we actually had to fill up two fire trucks. We didn't even have to fill I up remember one. remember that, yeah. We had to fill up two, and that was wild to me. You know, and we came riding in, and Chanel called me before, because we rode on the back of the fire truck there, you know, nice nice little thing. See all of, like, this whole fire truck. You can't even get in it. Because Hit him with the Princess all, Diana yeah, wave. All we got is, like, the one dude that can drive. And so uh, she's like, hey, cuz, before you even get here, I need you to know there's, like, 500 people here. And I was like, you... Nah, you playing. Like, you're For like, real? And she's like, no. And so I was at the station that was down the street, and I looked way down the street, and I just saw this sea of people, and I was just stunned. You know, so we got to get there, and one of the big things that we did was we tried to keep all of our backpacks varied. So it wasn't like a uniform backpack where uh, you just got, like, a specific color or anything like that. We tried to get as many, like, out there as you could. So, like, and I'm a nerd, so, you know, we're cashing in on that. So I grabbed Dragon Ball Z backpacks. I grabbed oh, yeah. I grabbed Sonic. I grabbed Minecraft, Roblox, <laughs> whatever the kids are into. I was grabbing it, man. I had kids jumping on me because I was wearing, like, a My Hero Academia backpack. For like, real? Well, I was passing <laughs> stuff. And they're like, hey, I want that backpack. Let's yeah. Right there. Because when we're kids, you know, it's not like, especially when you're going to a school where you got school uniforms. <laughs> You don't think about, like, oh, which kicks do I got or anything, because everybody looks the same, but your backpack... It said a lot about you. That says a lot about you. And when we got, like, this one little girl came up, and she was like, hey, can I have that backpack right there? And it's this pink JoJo Siwa one. <laughs> you know, and that's all she wanted. And you know JoJo Siwa is pricey. Mm-hmm. So that was probably, like, her dream come true. Mm-hmm. And we were able to give that to her, and she was, like, so excited, man. Like just just to even see that little girl light up like that that one time I don't even know her name but I still haven't forgotten her face. You see the I'll face. Remember him for the rest of her life as the person that gave me the JoJo Siwa backpack that I've always wanted that I could never get. Yeah, you know, we like, can do that every year. Just impact one person that greatly. Just one. Just so one how's one. that feel in the heart and the soul? Like to to go from coming to shit now after the third fourth time meeting will be like okay i i might be a stretch but i want to get 30 backpacks to two fire trucks failed like it's like i don't even know how to explain it it's like man if i just went out to my garden and i just threw one seed in there and i was like all right we'll just see how this grows and then all of a sudden like somebody kind of your neighbor comes over and they're like ah here i'll give you like a little fertilizer and then all of a sudden you've got like an entire garden that just is exploding it's bursting at the seams like it's I, I was in sheer disbelief after we gave everything away. And I, I couldn't believe that we had accomplished it. And I, and I can't even just take credit for it because there's so many. There's like Sean Solberger, the chief of the department. There's Tony Cummings, who's the uh, the assistant chief of the department. There's people like Lori Baxter, the, the our division chief. like And so many more. Uh, I wish I could shout out to every single person that participated last year because... It wasn't even just fire department personnel. They all made it happen. And it was just from this little idea that I picked up from some people that came out in front of me. And we turned it into, like, a whole movement. And now this year we've got a proof of concept. 
We've done several interviews. We're about to have one of our first, well, actually, it'll be our second annual celebrity bartending where we've got actual city council members and the chiefs of the department that are going to be coming out and bartending at Olympia Bar and Grill to raise money just specifically for this. When's this? Tomorrow. Well, I guess I'm going. <laughs> I'll tell you about how it Saturday. is at the next episode. <laughs> All right. This Saturday, Saturday, 2 to 6. 2 to 6? 2 to 6. Chanel's going to be out here slinging drinks. The best mixer in the P. Ooh. Best mixer in the P. I mean, I could special release this today. I might as well. Whatever. I like people. Like. See, I don't really edit too much around these. I kind of let people just in like your fly on the you wall of the conversation. I, I think I so. everyone that I listen to i love it because it's organic oh thanks mm-hmm. i love it it's you know where this birthed from um back in college i was a nerd for conversation like mm-hmm. uh, my my other majors philosophy philosophy ethics and the communications i love just getting to know somebody so i legit would go with an empty backpack sit at the lunchroom table for four hours and just sit down whoever came by hey come on come sit down and we would talk and just hear people's live stories. That would be so nice. Dude, hell yeah. I do that now for a living. I get paid to do it. <laughs> right, man. That's, that's the dream, though. Like, that's eventually getting somewhere where you're getting paid to do what you do. Like, hell yeah. You know, I, I I feel the same like when I'm firefighting. When I when I come and I, I we help save somebody or we help someone that, like with chronic pain to get to the hospital and their family's like, just we're just thankful that you guys came. That's enough. Just like, that. For me, it's... You know, the the money is decent, and I'm, I'm glad to be able to help support my family, but what really pays, like, my emotional dividends is being able to actually do something that positively, inf- like, affects anybody that's in the city. Now, yeah. let, me, let me ask you on the flip of that, because you get to save a lot, and you get to be there in moments where people think they have no hope, and you're able to instill that ounce of hope they need to push forward. It's amazing. Yeah. But on the flip end, on the yin and yang of it, there is a lot of negativity that you see and live through. There How is. do you prevent that from kind of solidifying your heart a little too much? Man, the thing that I'm really big on is, uh, like, when I'm in conversations or anything, I don't hide the fact that I need emotional support. You know, honestly, uh, firefighting is one of the top, like, jobs with a high rate of suicide, like, in, in the country. It is. It is. Uh, it's, like, just behind police work. You see a lot of things, like, on this job, like, honestly. And I, and I don't want to get too, like, deep or too real about Yeah, it. no, just, of course not. Like, I actually have a therapist that I talk to regularly, and uh, she helps keep me grounded. My wife helps keep me grounded. You know, a lot of what, – one of the things that people don't really think about is how big sleep deprivation is on the job. Because we're running – when I'm there, I'm there for 24 hours, and then I'm off for 48. And I'm down at Station 4, so we run. And then we've got, like, guys that – my friend's up at Station 13, where they pretty much run all night. So you're getting sleep where you can, and then you're still trying to go home and function for your family. Yeah. And then still have your own individuality at the end of the day. You have all these different strings being pulled from you. And it takes a certain type of person. Like, I don't get completely emotionally hardened to when, like, you know, somebody calls me at 2 in the morning for toe pain or something like that. You know, we, we have all kinds of calls like that. but. Generally, the assumption is that if someone is trying to reach out to you at any point in emergency services, to them, this is one of the worst moments of their life. And you kind of have to keep that in mind. But 
when you're struggling like that, especially like I come home and I'm exhausted, you know, and I don't know if I have the emotional or mental bandwidth to deal with my kids. I can fall back on friends like Chanel. I can fall back, especially on my wife, Sarah. Like she's blessing. I've never met anybody that's as more passionate than she is about anything. Like I'm honestly one of the luckiest men in the world to say that I can call her my wife. That's super dope. Comes out of her mouth. It's full of passion. I have never spoken with her one time and could not feel every word that was coming out of her mouth. Yeah. That's dope. Those are unique people yes. that yes. they speak from the heart every single yes. time. But that's, I'm glad you opened up about that because in June we are at Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. That's something that I've been a big um, advocate for because I've dealt with my own stuff, anxiety, depression, and all that. And we find it more common nowadays, but I think it's always been there and people are just now opening up. So the city offers you guys services, right? Yeah, so we have an EAP kind of system in place where we can go and see therapists, you know, that are available to us. We also have this uh, this one lady named Colleen who uh, reaches out to the department personally. She's one of our own therapists. She, we can actually call and speak to her. She's done a world of wonderful things, like, for for myself. Anyway, I, I'll, I'll be upfront about it. Like, I, I when I called, I needed it. And... Sometimes, you know, sometimes you're just struggling. You're just having a rough time. You're just having, you're just having a day. And then sometimes, like, those feelings just pile up and pile up, you know, until you're like a boiling kettle ready to pop. But we also have, like, a familial brother-sisterhood thing going on in, in the department where you're surrounded by 170-plus people that all know kind of what you're going through. And there's no stigma with opening up about it, which is really beautiful. That's dope. For a long time, you know, it, it was like that tough guy job where you came in, you flexed, you acted like nothing was wrong, and then you went home and, like, we had guys, you know, dealing with depression, dealing with, you know, substance abuse, like, mostly probably alcohol, things like that, like, a long time ago. And now it's it's more open and honest with each other where it's, hey, man, I'm not doing so hot. Can you talk to me? Like, have you ever been through anything like this? And then you can open up about that with each other. Hell yeah. It's yeah. always great when you yeah. got somebody else in the trenches. Because I remember as one day where I literally had, I was in a meeting with my boss. And I'm like, boss, I don't, I'm having really bad anxiety right now. Like, it, I remember I, even tearing up now thinking about it. But he's like, go home, rest, you're fine. And then he checked on me later. He's like, hey, do you want to talk about it? We talked about it. And it felt good. Mm -hmm. It feels good to have somebody else that understands things you go through or at least can uh, be a supporting crutch when you really need it. Yes. So does that help you also just get through everything? Yeah, it, you know, it, it helps me a lot because the one thing that I wanted to make sure of was that I wasn't like a parent that just came home and all I did was snap on my kids and be mad. You know, I've got two kids. Both of them are on the spectrum. Um, one a little more than the other, and their names are Locke and Mortis. They're the best kids that have ever happened to me. Like, they're the, the, I just, I love them to death. But I also know, like, growing up, sometimes our parents would get mad. They'd snap at us. They'd say stuff. And, you know, it's like that saying, the, the axe forgets what the tree remembers. <laughs> and I don't want that feeling with my kids. Like, I don't want their defining traits to be, like, the core memories, like, from the movie Inside Out, like, where it's me yelling at them. I don't want that. I want them to remember me being a supportive dad. And if I can have a supportive system that's surrounding me to make that better for them, then I'm going to do that because I don't have to be 
like this toxic masculine figure where all, nothing phases me dude everything phases me in one way or another it's Hell just the yeah. matter of learning to be able to deal with it and then not preventing yourself from seeking out people that are going to be able to help you to make that better yeah it's, uh, it's understanding the emotion not repressing it and allowing it to breathe yes I think that's a big thing. A lot of men specifically where we don't let it breathe. We acknowledge it sometimes, sometimes until we can't <laughs> anymore. And then it just, boom, out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. So that's good. Weird ways. It, you know, it, like over stuff that, that's just inconsequential. I'm literally like, I won't hit, I won't get to the microwave before zero one. I'm like, oh, man, what the? Like, why like, I got to <laughs> the alarm? Like, <laughs> why I got to do this? A strong, independent man. I hate life, though. Oh, man, like, <laughs> Come home and my kids lose that tiny little Roku remote. And it's like, man, what? <laughs> but now you I got to use my phone? Like, <laughs> you know, like, but like, like, calm down. I love, I, I love asking questions about, um, about therapy and mental health. So if you want to stop, just let me know. But no, no, what, what have been really good ways for you to send it back down to zero? Oh, man. Um, one of the biggest things was learning how to practice mindfulness. Mm. which um like it's to me it was like a newer concept in the last year so it's the idea it's kind of like the original count to 10 sort of thing but except for when you're counting to 10 you actually don't focus on just counting because the like your mind can simmer on what you're dealing with whereas if like when you're practicing mindfulness you actually like focus on the feel of the texture of something that's beneath your fingers or like i'll run my fingers like along the ridges of my jeans or like I hold my dog. Yeah. <laughs> and when you're doing that and you're actually trying to clear your mind and just focus on that one thing, seven to ten seconds is all it actually takes for any negative emotion that you have to be able to pass through you. Huh. So if you actually hang on to it, you like, and if you're like counting to ten, and, but you're still thinking about that thing that's like pissing you off, it's not going to go anywhere. But if you're like mindful and you're calm and you breathe and you just only focus on like what's happening to you right in this moment being present yes being present right then it'll pass and man that stuff works you ever you ever use that while on the field where like you get there and it's just crazy yes so uh we were coming down the road uh, a couple months ago we have some pictures on the afro association page and the peoria fire department page of uh, a fire that we had on madison it ended up being like a whole structure, the whole back was a fireball. The whole building was loaded with like all kinds of propane tanks, and there were like um, lawnmowers all out in the yard. And the other house that was far away from that house was actually starting to catch fire as well because like the heat radiates. So when it's it jumped across like three lots and started lighting off the other house that was next to it, and we were going down the hill, I could see the glow from like a quarter mile away oh shit and you kind of have to like sit in the back and you know when when you see something like that like your first thing is like like you're just getting so hype about going to like this huge fire that if you kind of like take a minute and just breathe and let it out and think and you've already got like a plan normally in place with your captain about like okay this is what he's gonna expect from me when we get there and you can roll with the punches, but if you just breathe and calm down, like responding to every fire, like you can actually, we learn how to read smoke so we can tell you like, okay, this smoke is, excuse me, brown and turbulent, so it looks like it's gonna flash over. 
the smoke is black and dark and it's coming from the inside of the house it's probably a room and contents like you can tell and you can learn how to approach those situations from a position of trying to be calm instead of being panicky because if you're panicky you're probably going to get yourself and the person that you're with hurt hmm. and i owe that to a lot of the professionals shout out to like every captain battalion chief engineer that rides a seat on the peoria fire department like man I've seen some of these dudes put in the work when it comes to, like, the most intense structure fires I've ever seen, and they are calm the whole time. And when you have people that are surrounding you with that kind of energy, it's so easy to kind of let it, you know, radiate into yourself. You know, take it into yeah. yourself. Like, if you're calm, I'm calm. It's like match that energy. It's like something's going crazy on the house, and the kids look at you for reassurance and hope exactly. and calm. So in the moment, professionally, I know when like things go crazy here. I look at my boss like Scott. What are we gonna do? He's like, <laughs> we got this. And inside, he'll he'll be like, I'm shitting bricks some days. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I trust you still. <laughs> if you're dealing with somebody that's like wiling out on scene, yeah, we have, you know, like we we have people that have, we have mental like a mental health you know sort of thing that goes on everywhere. You know, or you, somebody's having just a, a terrible day, so they'll just treat you like garbage. Like, as soon as you show up, and you're like, I can't match this energy. I have to try and be cool. And you look at your captain, and he is calm, cool, collected. He's been, like, 20 years on the job. He's already dealt with this type of thing before. Man, say less. It's it's a whole lot easier to be able to deal with that. Like, if you get somebody that's just hyped the whole time, it's it's going to make the scene more chaotic. But if you've got, like, veterans that have seen all this stuff and they pass that knowledge on to you like it's it's on a whole other level so chanel we've heard him big up you non-stop but there's something you said at the beginning of this how and he also validated that he's going to be chief one day right mm -hmm. what qualities do you see in him that you can just see that lane because i see the calmness with him right now oh yeah that um how he is with his fellow firemen you know most leaders most people want to be leaders but you can always tell a real leader from how they treat their um what do you call it subordinates their sub subordinates you already knew the word he was yeah. ready <laughs> See? and so um scott is a lot like me as well and i think that's why we mesh so he's always bigging me up but i also see him uplifting other people trying to connect other people all the time even in the most chaotic situations scott is very much into connecting everyone we're here for the same reason we're here doing the same thing why don't we do it together you know um i'm really big on us getting rid of silos peoria that's one thing that i do not like about peoria we have too many silos i've heard and that i understand why However, if we're all on the same page and we're all trying to do the same thing, then we need to just get rid of the silos. That means getting rid of the egos. That means getting rid of the um, trying to one-up the next person, all of those mm -hmm. things. And this is something that I see in Scott that he does not bring to the table. He wants to help everyone else. He wants to bring everyone with him the same, same as me. And he's willing to teach. And that's something you, because if you teach what you're doing now to the next person that's coming up after you, you can put that down, hand that over to them, and then you're moving on to the next thing. Scott has a lot of qualities as a leader. And just across the board, even how he is with his family, how he is with his kids, how he is with his wife, that just speaks to how much of a leader he really is. So he can up me up, big up me all he want, but he knows. He knows. <laughs> you're going to choke me up in here. Yeah. <laughs> and then even, you know, even watching Good, his you deserve growth, it. Even watching his growth from when I first met him. He never wanted to do any kind of public speaking. We used to push him. 
Because even last year when you brought him, right, he he yeah. let everybody else take charge. I do remember this. Yeah. You let most of everybody else take charge in it. Because it's not just me. You know, it, it's not. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's your vision. And no one can explain your vision better than you. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like, I, I don't mind stepping up trying to, like, actually try and make something happen. But the fact of the matter is I don't need, like, the name recognition. I don't need the ego. I don't, I don't need the consistent reminders that what I'm doing is good because I... I feel that it's good for me, and I feel that it's good for the people surrounding me, but the thing is, like, none of this would be happening without participation from everyone, you know? Like, it, it's it's huge to, to be able to be a part of all of this and to learn. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, learning. I, I'm 33 now. I'm going to be 34 before. Are you my age? Yeah. Oh, snap. I'm a lot older than I look. You know? No, I, I thought, bro, I'll be honest, I thought you were 25. Yeah, I, I get that all the time, man. You, uh, before I got on the department, when I got hired, I was 147 pounds. So I was, like, tiny. And I had, I was, I thought like, I was 25. I was 29 when I got hired, and I would always, or I was 28, excuse me. And I had people that would always be like, are you even old enough to be on the department? <laughs> and then I kind of like, you know, I started learning from some other like bodybuilding firefighters like our uh, president on the on the Afro Association, Bobby Anderson. Like this dude is just built like he's IAF or IBAFF pro, like actually goes to bodybuilding shows. For like, real. He was my captain for a while. He's like, man, Scott, seriously, you run all the time. And you don't do any protein after you work out. Like, have you ever maybe thought about doing that? Like, for real, dude? Like, and I'm like, all right, Bob, like, it's not that big a deal. He's like, no, it is. He's like, trust me, you'll see. So I started, like, doing protein. Man, I gained, like, 25 pounds of muscle in, like, six months. But are you the one that they send into the fire? Because I heard, like, the smaller firefighters are the ones that get sent in for rescue or... Oh, it depends. Is that true? Everyone's got defined roles. So now. what's your defined so, role? So I'm on engine four. So the chances of us being first in on a fire are very high. So when I, like, follow my captain, Captain Doyle, into a fire, like, my charge is to either take the nozzle when he hands it to me when I go in or I will take hose and I'll carry it in for him as he's flowing off. Because what you don't know is, like, fire hose will fight you the whole time because you're like it's flowing intense pressure off so we can get as much water onto the fire as we can Mm -hmm. so a big chunk of our fight is like actually fighting the hose itself because like it doesn't take like four or five firefighters to hold that down yeah uh, if it's going like if if, like you really have that pressure up high it'll throw you like it'll pick up grown men i've seen it happen and so, like, it's gating it, you know, properly and making sure that you're hitting, like, a specific area of the fire. So they'll send us in. But we've got bunches of guys. Like, I've had to cut holes in roofs when I'm on truck companies. I've had to do search when I've been on truck companies. I've had, um, you know, having to cut up cars and going in and picking up, like, tools that are 70, 80 pounds and having to hold those up while I'm using them to cut apart, like, a, a mid-sized Kia. Like, we yeah. have all kinds of roles in the department. And the dudes that do it are professionals every day, and I'm so thankful to be among their members. Like, honestly, it is a privilege for me. See, every day. Chanel, you know this about me. I'm a body language person. So, whenever he really, really wants a point to get out, but not like, but not like, you know, a selling point, but like, hey, I mean this. He puts his chest out. He's like, look, let me <laughs> tell you. Exactly. <laughs> this happened like three or four yeah, times, yeah. and he did it again right now. He's like, let me tell you, everybody. <laughs> but that's dope. I mean, that shows from the beginning of the podcast to now, you were talking about how you know you authentically really love this community, how you really want to give back everything you can. 
that goes with the humility of it. The, hey, it's not just me, it's XYZ, it's Chanel with the ideas, with the community, uh, helping coming through with two truckloads. Yeah. It's the other firefighters taking time out their busy day to come help out with this idea, yeah. not knowing if it's going to succeed or fail. And then it's also just trust in the community to just support you guys. Yeah. yeah. So I got two last questions here. One's business, one's fun. So business, uh, what are the dates coming up for Fill the Fire Truck, and where can they get more information? Um, so tomorrow, June 10th from 2 to 4, um, we have our second annual celebrity bartending event, two to six, sorry. We out there four hours slinging drinks, y'all. Two, two to, to six. six. I might go and get then, a little tipsy with um, The Walmart, <laughs> the Walmart um, drop. The Walmart locations or the Walmart dates? What are those right. again? So we have two celebrity bartendings. We have June 20, or, uh, excuse me, I apologize. We've got June 10th, mm -hmm. which is tomorrow. That's from 2 to 6 at Olympia Bar and Grill. We will also have a second one of those on July 1st, which will have uh, featured our council members, Andre Allen and Bernice Gordon Young, as well as <laughs> several members from the fire department. So thank you so much for their participation. Uh, that will also be 2 to 6 at Olympia Bar and Grill. We will be in front of the Walmarts on Allen and University on June 24th, July 8th, and July 15th. They're all Saturdays from 12 to 4, collecting school supplies. So uh, we'll be out there with uh, like music and fun and just good vibes and interacting with the citizens. You come by, you see us. We'll put the stuff onto the or we'll put the stuff onto the uh, fire truck and. We'll take pictures with everybody. It's always been a good time. I love just doing that. And then on July 27th at a... We have... We, the place is tentative right now. Yeah. Um, we're going to decide on which park we're going to use for the backpack distribution. Ooh. So. Is there a central website, location, Facebook page that you guys will be posting uh, updates yes. with anything coming up? So it's uh, AFFA Peoria on Facebook. That's the Afro Firefighters Association. We also have information on Peoria Firefighters Local 50 and the Peoria, Illinois Fire Department Facebook pages. It should be easy to find all three of them if you want to. Follow us on the Afro Association. We love to interact with people on our social media. Um, I help run it. I love just getting to read from people and to get them to know our members uh, just as much as they know all the other members on the department. Everybody that's on there is cool, unique people and we just love being out here. So, yeah, you can follow us on there. We provide all kinds of information. And if you have opportunities where you want to coordinate with us or you want to get us out in front of more community members, like reading books with kids at schools, which we've done before, or being a part of the power lunches like Chanel Supplies, we're out here, man. We love it here. Or even interviews. Uh, they yeah. can contact you guys, Chanel, yeah. right? You're the main one. Uh, anybody wants to book you for an interview, how can they get a hold of you? C-H-M-U-R-R-Y at PeoriaParks.org. Just email me, and I'll set that up for um, myself and Scott. Or if we can't attend, we can send another uh, member. Mm -hmm. um, but I have Scott's schedule, so I usually just go off of Scott's <laughs> <laughs> You know, when that messenger... I the wealth with <laughs> So I, I look at our other members, and I'm like, hey, you want to go do an interview? And then most nah. of the time, they're like, nah, it's you, Scott. I'm exactly. Like, no, I need you guys to shine more than me. Right nah, now. that's your job right now. Right. When I message her, she's like, uh... I'll get Scott. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> I was like, yay. And then um, also we have drop-off locations at uh, Lakeview, um, Lakeview Recreation Center, Owen Center, um, Proctor Center, and um, Riverplex. 
in the Noble Center. Um, we'll have boxes out there if anyone wants to drop off um, school supplies at any of those locations, you can. And also at all of the fire stations in Peoria. That's awesome, yo. Just to see it all collectively come together from last year to now, mm -hmm. seeing the growth of it, and also the acceptance of it. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. Because, yeah, logistically, all that's cool, but just seeing the community accept the campaign mm -hmm. and get excited for the campaign. Yeah. So here's the last question I'm going to ask you, Scott. Chanel answered this last time. I threw it for a loop, but it's a good question. So each of these episodes, I collect people's stories. I, I treat it as a book. Every book has a nugget of wisdom, uh, a golden something for you to take away from it. So when your story's all said and done, you know, your chief, captain, wherever you end up going in life, right? <laughs> you never know. Maybe you write a, an anime. Who knows, right? When your story has come to an end, how, what's the nugget you want people from your story to take? Damn. Do you guys know that, like, you guys as like podcast people are so freaking cool well i like, am, I, like I, I hate to I just talk from myself just like <laughs> just seeing like the information that you guys pull out from us and like letting us just participate and coming to be a part of your world for a second that's so dope man like honestly just I appreciate just that. hearing that like you know if your life is all summed up like what do you want people to take from this that's dude that that makes you think in so many different dimensions. I like how he's just, buffering until he gets the answer. That's so cool. No, 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 no. I can answer that. I can answer that. No, I'm but just, I mean, you I'm know, it, like, it is. so cool. No, I, I think there's a lost art form of dialogue and conversation in our yes. world. Just sitting down with someone authentically listening and picking up questions from what you say rather than here's my list of 25 questions. Okay, are you done yet? Let me talk. Like, right. Or like, let me tell you how informed I am about you. Nah, like. The story you gave me today, like everything you've been through, how you grew up here, your Peoria through and through, how you get, uh, you went up to Chanel with the idea and you guys metamorphosis into this big campaign, mm -hmm. into your big dreams and goals to be captain one day, into how you deal with your own mental health and how you don't let that affect your family too much, even though when it's hard not to. Right. And then how to just micromanage your own emotions while at work, while battling a crazy ass fire, like your story has all these layers like an onion. Yeah. And like on top of that, you're a 33 year old man that has Spider Man, Invincible. Yeah. You have all like you are the the summation of what it is to be a millennial professional right yeah. now. Yeah. What yeah. you think about Basically. it. Yeah, or <laughs> yeah, he'll 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 save you, but at the same time, it's like man, that was dope. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So when your yeah. story's done, what do you want people to take away from it? Man, I think honestly, um, at the end of the day, all I really care about is that people know that I did my best to unite us. And that's what I really care about. I care about human connection. I care about caring about each other, and I care about making things better before we're gone and if i can do that if i can do that even just for my kids if i can do that even for one person that i just don't even know i'd consider that my greatest accomplishment i've ever had and that's honest he's gonna write a comic one day he's a good apple yeah he's a good apple. i like it man that's good <laughs> Nah, I appreciate both of you coming by. Thanks for making this happen, Chanel. Oh, I got you, Rob. <laughs> we ended that. Next time, next time you tell me, I'm gonna bring my, I'm gonna bring my dog next time. Like, what's up, guys? Um, any last things before we head out? 
no, uh, I want to just shout out to everybody that's mm -hmm. ever decided to help us or even just had a positive thought for the work that we've done. Uh, I want to shout out to all the firefighters that are doing this on their off time when they could be home with family or doing other things. I want to thank every citizen of the city that just sacrifices one minute of their time to be selfless and to love each other like deeply and honestly. Even if we disagree, we can be there for each other. And I'm, it's a privilege to be able to see that when we do things like this. So thank you. That right there was Scott Howard, the secretary of the Afro Firefighters Association of Peoria. Also, thank you to Chanel Murray, the supervisor of community connections of the Peoria Park District for making this happen. Fill the fire truck campaign 2023 going on. Make sure you go follow their Facebook page at Peoria AFFA on Facebook. So you're going to look for the Afro Firefighters Association of Peoria and Peoria Firefighters Local 50. You'll see us on there. All right, go back, check out all the other episodes, or I will pull up in a bicycle with a helmet on and that's spray bicycle. water. I think that's the best way to go. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you got my reference. <laughs> all right. Hey, 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 before you go, you want a celebrity bartend with us next year? Ooh, yes. Have to. I pour heavy. I do so. Okay, well, yeah. I don't really think anybody would be upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make this. Hey, I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. Can I, I got an apron I could put on too. Yeah, and a chef it. hat. <gasps> you heard it here. Good, it's man. happening. I mean, if you want me to just pop up randomly, be the bar back. I'm down. <laughs> oh man, like we're gonna have a bunch of us that are just out there to connect with everybody. But man, we'd love to have someone like yourself. Like uh, once we get everything going again next year, man, it'd be a privilege. Honestly, he don't like the mic, but you see how well he is on the mic. <laughs> He's the millennial Shakespeare. Ah, go back. Oh. Check out all the other episodes <laughs> or you're not invited to the cookout all right peace